0: Hi, my name is Sue S. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Certainly abstinent by a power greater than Sue, not by Sue's power. Um, Numbers. I came back from relapse in November of 2010. It took me till January of 2014 to get abstinent again. And um, I'm down about 90 pounds for my highest weight, um, but I still have more to go. I'm definitely a 100-pounder. Um, when I came back um, from relapse, I weighed 340 pounds. Um, I'm now down to one, uh, 250. Um, I keep wanting to weigh that extra, pa- extra 100 pounds, and it doesn't want to go away. Um, but I'm working on it one day at a time. Um, I don't what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, anybody who's heard me share before said that, will have heard that I don't, I try not to share too much about my childhood. Um, I decided a long time ago that I'm a big girl now. Um, what happened in my childhood happened. Um, and it framed the way I live today, but I've owned up to it. And I know that my parents did the best they could under the circumstances. Um, what I felt back then is not what I feel today. Um, and my parents did what they could with what they had. Um, I'm the oldest, second oldest of five children. My sister, who was 13 months older than I, um, she and I were brought up together almost like Irish twins. And then there's four years difference between myself and my brother. And then there's another brother right below that. And then there's a, my baby sister um was pretty much right behind my brother. So there were the big kids and the little kids. And because there was such a disparity in age between the big kids and the little kids, what happened was with five kids is the big kids took care of the little kids. Um, I was made responsible by the time I was nine to take care of the little kids. And um, my father was sickly and um, my father died by the time I was 19. My mother died when I was 25. And I used to say that I was orphaned by the time I was 25. Um,
1: and um,
0: that was life. Uh, I turned to food early on in life as my friend, my companion. Um, it kept me away from other things, and um, it just made me feel good. Uh, and I knew that. I was never a very good dieter. I would stay on a diet for about a week. And I tried all sorts of diets when I was younger. My mother was my diet buddy as well as my eating buddy. And um I try all sorts of diets and I was never very successful. Most diets would last a week, maybe ten days, and by the end of the tenth day I would be back eating the way I used to eat. Um because it didn't seem to make much sense to me. Um but anyhow, um and I tried them all. Um by the time I was 16, my mother took me and herself to a diet doctor, um, and we went, and he gave us pills, and it was a total fast, and all you did was three times a day was take the pills, and all the diet soda you could drink, nothing else. You could drink tea or coffee, but I didn't want that at 16. I wasn't really much of a coffee drinker then, and um, I couldn't live on tea without milk, and you couldn't put anything in it. Um so I got through grammar school. I went through the teasing. I felt isolated and alone. I felt that nobody understood me. And to me, what was more important or just as important as the weight were the feelings. Um, because I really felt like I was isolated. I really felt like somebody else had gotten all the rules to life and I was left out. I was at the back of the line and just didn't get them. My sister got them. At least that's what I thought. But I never did. Um, I went to high school. Um, it was an all-girls high school, Well, it was co-institutional. The girls were on one side of the school and the boys were on the other, and the girls didn't want to associate with the boys anyhow. So it was just easier that way. We just didn't associate with the boys. Um, and, um, and I was confused a lot. I didn't understand a lot of things, and I didn't know who to go to to ask. Um, When I was 16, I made a very flimsy attempt at committing suicide, which just left me with an upset stomach, and I didn't tell anybody until I went back to school, and um, my girlfriend decided after a couple of months that she couldn't be my friend anymore because I depressed her, Um, but I did get into counseling from there, and um, that was around the same time I was going to the diet doctor. So I lost a lot of weight and then I became attractive to boys and um I thought all my troubles with were, were, were gone and um but they weren't. Um because then I picked up some alcohol and I started to party and I was still feeling inferior and just out of my mind a little bit. Um I got out of high school, I went to nursing school um, I almost didn't graduate because I almost flunked the fourth semester course and you were only supposed to flunk once. You're only supposed to let you repeat one class, and I had already pe- repeated a class, but they felt sorry for me because my father had recently passed away. And um, I'm, unfortunately, by the time I got to fourth semester, I wasn't worried too much about um, studying. I was more worried about eating mostly um, and drinking. Um, but they let me take the exam over again the second time I passed it, and I got through nursing school. Um, my mother was a nurse, so when I got finished nursing school and started to work as a nurse, I said to my mother, um, you know, I don't know enough. How could I actually be a nurse? And she said, you're just finding out the, the best rule in life is you, what you don't know, um, and just keep learning as you go along. <laughs> and, um but I was out there, and i I was as unteachable as you could get because i thought i knew I knew I didn't know anything and yet you couldn't teach me anything um, I went to i sorry um, I started to work I got a good job I thought I was making a lot of money um back then it was seemed like a lot of money. And um, I had my friend, my food so I could eat whatever I wanted because I was living by myself. Um, and I got this idea that I was going to join the Air Force, and I stopped eating. I gave up all my junk food. I went swimming five days a week. I couldn't pass the physical. And then instead of joining the Army or joining the Air Force, actually, I got met a man, and we got married. Um, We got married. We had a baby almost right away. Um, And um, then I was in a whole other world that I had no idea what I was doing. And so I ate. I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant. And um, I kept it all on after the baby was born. I didn't lose any of it. Um, And now I was home alone with this baby, newly married. Um, and totally confused, totally out of my mind, and um, didn't know what to do with life anymore. So I ate some more to make myself feel better, make myself forget the situation I was in. Um, and um kept getting heavy. I, I rationalized to myself that at some point, I'd reach a point that was going to be my high weight, and it was going to stop. And I don't know why my head came up with that, but it, my head did. Um, unfortunately, the weight just kept coming on. Um, we had a second child two years later. Um, I had everything I thought I wanted. We had a house in the suburbs, two kids. Uh, I was married, and I was miserable, if I really was honest with anybody. And um, so the kids started growing up. And I was trying to cope. And by coping, what I did is I got busy. I went back to work after my son was born. I continued to work after my daughter was born. Um, and um, I was on the PTA. I helped with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. And um, my kids, my daughter went to dancing school. My son and daughter both went to religious education. There was all. I was always busy. And um, I thought if I could outrun it, I'd eventually feel better, that if I could get involved with things, I'd feel like I belonged. And um, all I kept doing was getting heavier. So I uh, when my son reached sixth grade, um, they were talking to me. I was having medical problems. I used to have pains in my belly. And what I decided was that um, I hadn't had a, um, an alcoholic drink in 12, 12 months, 12 years, and one day I decided to have alcohol, and um, they were talking to me about making, because I was having physical problems, they were talking to me about making lifestyle changes, so I started to see a therapist, and the therapist said that I should start taking antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds, because that would help. And um, I went to my primary care, because I didn't want to go to a psychiatrist, and my primary care doctor who knew me for a lot of years prescribed an antidepressant and anti-anxiety pills. And in January 1991, I sat down with the anti-anxiety pill and a bottle of vodka, and I kept swallowing the anti-anxiety pills with the doctor. And after a couple of rounds of that, I, my therapist called, and he told me to hold on to the phone, that he was going to call 911 from the other line And um, the next thing I knew, the ambulance was there, and the police were coming downstairs. They were checking on my kids to make sure they were okay. And I woke up in the um, emergency room of the local hospital the next morning. Um, They had pumped my stomach. Somebody had called my husband, obviously, to take care of the kids, and nobody could understand why I had done that, including me. Um, But now I was involved in psychiatric care, and for the next six months, I kept going in and out of the psych wards. Um, After the third or fourth time, the head nurse said, you know, Sue, every time you come in here, you've been drinking, maybe you have a problem with alcohol. We have these meetings downstairs and um, maybe you should go on Saturday. So since my psychiatrist didn't know what to do with me, he sent me to the meeting on Saturday and everybody had a dollar on the table and I was mad because they had breakfast at this meeting and um, I didn't have a dollar to pay for the breakfast. Um, I thought that's the way it worked. So I went upstairs and told them they were wrong because all I heard at that meeting was everything that everybody had lost through their drinking. And that wasn't me. I still had a good job. I still had the house. I still had the kids. Everything was still good. So it wasn't my problem. And they told me yet. So they sent me to an um drug Um, psychiatric institution in upstate New York by the end of the next week. And I got a good lesson in the 12 steps. Um, I'm not endorsing the AA. Um, That's another program, and we don't endorse outside programs, but that's how I got my start with the 12 steps. I went there very diligently for the next seven years. Not feeling like I fit in there, but still um, I went. Um, I used to go five days a week, and I kept looking for that recovery. They kept promising me that feeling that I would fit in there. But I never did. But after about six years, I started hearing that people talk about Overeaters Anonymous. So I finally asked my therapist, you know, maybe I should go to OA. Because nobody was talking about the fact that I weigh almost 300 pounds. Um, and they, you know, they, they serve food at an at a, um, AA meeting. And I used to go and indulge in the food. So um, my therapist said, maybe not. it's not a bad idea. So I called the local intergroup of OVD I looked it up in the phone book, and I got to where there was supposed to be a meeting. And um, first, the first one wasn't so successful. There were two people at the meeting, and nobody had a key to the church. But the woman who was there said she knew where there was supposed to be another meeting, and we went there, and at least the two of us, she, their stuff was there for the newcomer meeting and between the two of us we had a newcomer meeting and when they started doing the readings i knew that i was home she told me to come back the next day and there would be more people there and she was right there were over 50 people in the room and um they were talking recovery from compulsive overeating and i knew they were talking about me so for the next i lost 100 pounds um almost i would say within the first 9 months almost less than a year I lost 100 pounds. I was going out speaking. It was so wonderful what I had accomplished. Wasn't it great? Um, And I stuck around for three years doing things like that. And then I started to get tired of doing all the work. I got tired of giving my food away. I got tired of figuring out the night before what my food was going to be the next day. I got tired of doing reading and writing. I got tired of everything that I had to do. And I decided that what I was getting from OA was the fellowship and I was getting a food plan. So maybe what I could do is, well, I had a food plan um, and I had friends by then. So what Five I decided minutes. to do, thanks. What I decided to do was um, to leave. So a little by slowly, um, I left OA and I came back seven years later having regained not just the 100 pounds I lost, but I gained 60 pounds on top of there. I came back, as I said, in in November of 2010 weighing 340 pounds. I couldn't walk around the block without having shortness of breath and back pain and chest pain. Um, I couldn't. I had sleep apnea. Um, I had my legs had both swollen up, and I had venous insufficiency in both of my legs. Um, and I crawled back into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. I was full of shame over what I had done to myself. Um, and um, instead of looking down on me and shaming me, people in a way accepted me where I was at that moment. They loved me till I could love myself. Um, I had a woman who agreed to be my sponsor. She took me under her wing. And she would tell me she loved me and I said, Don't say that. I don't know what that means. I can't do that right now. And eventually I learned to love myself. This time around I've lost ninety pounds. And I went to my doctor recently, I went to my cardiologist. He said, How long are you gonna drag that around? He's trying to get me to lose more weight because I do need to lose more weight. It's true. Um, so I'm trying to tweak my food plan with the help of my sponsor. I've been looking for a nutritionist, but apparently the two nutritionists I've tried on answering their phone calls. Um, so I'm going to have to either look harder or do something else. But what I found, and that's really what I want to share about in the last couple of minutes, what I found is, first of all, that I had to do, I had to find a higher power, a power greater than me. is the first time around, I didn't bother finding a higher power. So I had to search. And eventually, what I did is I made the want dad, like it said in the twelve and twelve. I had to make a want dead for a higher power and pretend act as if it was him or her and um and then it seemed to be that things seemed to work out better, and what I discovered in the end is my own personal higher power um I had to give up I had to surrender I had to admit to my innermost soul and my innermost being that I was a compulsive overeater because I couldn't find serenity, I couldn't find abstinence, I couldn't find anything until I admitted to myself that I was a compulsive overeater. That changed things for me when I could finally admit that I am a compulsive overeater. I had to learn to live just for today and I've learned to do this program to the best of my ability one day at a time. I may not do all the tools every day. I may not follow my food plan exactly every day, but I certainly do the best I can one day at a time, trying to follow the directions of my higher power. Um, And I have to be grateful. I am grateful for the gifts I've been given. Grateful for the gift of abstinence. Grateful to have found a higher power. Grateful to wake up every morning. Um, and have another day because it was up to me. I would have killed myself a long time ago. Um, I've gone through death in this program. Um, My baby sister passed away about before pandemic. She passed away, um, I think, in 2016, and I was able to be there for her before she passed away. I was able to be abstinent. Um, There were just so many gifts that this program has given me but mostly it's given me the gift of self. Um, I know who I am today. I know who I was meant to be. Um, And for that, um, I am really, truly grateful. So just keep coming back, because if you don't get the program, the program will get you, as long as you keep keep coming back, have an open mind, and remain teachable. Don't come in with a closed mind. You have to be teachable and listen what people say. Don't keep talking, listen. Um and stay in it just for today. One day at a time. Um I have sponsees, I have a sponsor, um, and I know now to ask questions and to listen and to um just take it as it comes because I have no control over a lot of things in my life and that's okay today was Never okay before. I used to have to control everything. And now I'm starting to ramble, so I guess I'll stop. My name is Sue S. I live on Long Island in New York. My phone number is 516 721 0816. Again, that's 516 721 0816. You can call or text anytime. Say you're from OA, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you for letting me share.